This is Conversations with Corliss, the leadership podcast that gives you real and authentic advice that can help you change your life for the better. Here we will listen to stories and have conversations with people who are just like you, people who are chasing their dreams and making them happen. Your host, Corliss, is a modern-day purpose-driven leader. As an entrepreneur, she has developed a multi-million dollar business, leading thousands of people to discover their potential and reach their personal goals, all while balancing the responsibilities of raising her three children. She is a powerful, inspirational speaker, a certified success principles coach, and the founder and CEO of Corliss Co. Consulting, Incorporated. Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss, and I'm so glad you are here. I love hanging out with people who are motivated to be more and do more. It's exciting to be surrounded by positive people who want to grow and live to their full potential. I know that's you or you wouldn't have landed here. My goal in bringing you this podcast is to help you take control of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. Thank you for spending some time with me today. This is episode 009, Finding Inner Peace Through Self-Love, Forgiveness, and Authenticity with Jen Sanderson. Even in the midst of life's many storms, we have the capacity to stand in the center of our own peace. This is what today's conversation is all about. It is inevitable that we will all face challenges throughout our lives, and there will always be things happening that aren't within our control. But through it all, no matter what happens, you have the opportunity to experience peace by recognizing your choice to create it. Have you ever asked yourself, why is this happening to me? I think most of us have, especially when we're hit with major life-altering events we don't control. As a thought starter to today's episode, I'd like to ask you to shift your questioning by asking yourself, why is this happening for me? With a shift in perspective, you may find that quiet place in your heart to discover the answers to your life situation. You just have to get still to listen. Jennifer Sanderson is an intuitive energy healer, wellness advocate, women's empowerment coach, and a motivational speaker. Through her background, Jennifer struggled to find her own peace as most of her life she had been living for others and their opinions shaped how she viewed herself. With a dedicated effort to finding peace, she broke through her personal limitations and is now here to help others do the same. Jennifer is a true believer in sharing gifts that we all hold inherently and bringing those gifts out will not only heal ourselves, but our families and entire communities. She believes in being authentic to yourself and no apology is required. So hello, Jennifer. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. I'm really excited to bring you to the world. I love your passion. I love your energy. And I'm really excited that our listeners get to meet you today. So let's begin our conversation today with how you basically have arrived in this place within yourself that it's okay to just be who you are. Yes. Thank you, Corliss. Thank you for having me. Uh, I just take such humble acknowledgement in, in being here and, and just sharing that message. How did I come to this place in my life? I 
I, I've been on quite the journey. I, you know, I've, I've come from a place where uh, it's basically how I explain it is my traumas have led me to my highest point of healing, which allows me to speak my truth and be authentic and not hold judgments against myself for that. That's it. You said a lot in that sentence there. So tell us a little bit more about the things that you have been through and because other people have been through traumas as well. So we've got people listening that are going through something right now, people who are still trying to heal from things in the past. And clearly you've had those experiences and you've landed in this place that it's okay. You know, who you are today is okay. And all of it has happened for a purpose. So share a little bit more about that, but also maybe give us some insights as to how other people can get there as well. Okay. Um, Specifically speaking to my childhood of how I was raised and coming to the understanding, you know, um, my, my late mother, she was a residential school survivor um, she lived a life of, of strong belief system and, and a Roman Catholic belief system. And, you know, that was fine and that was great. Um, but not knowing the, the hardships and the things that she had to overcome as a child, she never really talked about her childhood. The only thing she ever talked about was, you know, going to school with the nuns. And we thought that was normal as children. Then to find out, you know, um, as the years gone on and having, having a parent that would leave and come back and leave and come back, the trauma of abandonment was such a big thing in, for me in my, in my childhood. And overcoming those, you know, learning about later in life about how, what happened and, and, and for her in the schools and how she came about to be the person that she was and the parent that she became and the struggles that she went through Um, You know, having that understanding later in life that first it was anger, you know, then it was trying to overcome. uh, How do I overcome this, the trauma of repetitive trauma that was happening Um, and trying to go and find those places of help and, and, you know, not knowing where to go to, you know, okay, yeah, you can go to counselors and that's perfectly fine, which is what I did. But there was still something that wasn't being healed. And it was my deep part of myself, you know, who I truly was as a Dakota person. Um, We didn't know we were Dakota growing up. All we knew was that, you know, my dad was French Métis and that my mom was Native. That's all we knew. She never talked our language. She never talked about our culture, our traditions. Um, She never talked about, you know, anything but kneeling down and praying to God. And, and, you know, uh, and then after a while, you know, coming into that healing aspect in my early 20s, I really had to take a step back and start to understand where she walked in her journey. And, you know, and that's where I began to learn about forgiveness. And then I started looking at myself because it's always a mirror reflection is what I've learned. And, you know, when you can take into account how somebody has walked their life and then you turn and look at yourself and you can say, okay, now I can heal from the things that I've experienced and I can hold myself to that point of healing where I feel like I can, I can be who I truly am and I can stand in that and be authentic and, you know, just 
trying to un- tr- trying to understand that you know we all walk a, a path in life and we you know we all come from different places we all come from different belief systems and for me to heal and to overcome those traumas now in my 44th year soon to be my 45th year on this earth i've really come to know that it's a peaceful feeling to know that everything that is set up for you that you walk on your path is meant to teach you it's meant to align you to who you're truly supposed to be and it's meant to for you to help others it sounds like we're all doing the best that we can and if we backtrack in our lives and we look at the things that other people have been through with compassion and then we start to like you said forgiveness that great big word and we release that we can start to understand who we are and be authentically who we are and almost embrace and accept that would you say that that's what you're describing yes absolutely uh when we can find that authenticity you know through through overcoming those traumas those bumps in the road uh those things that we always feel are meant to hold us back then we can really rise up to who who we truly are without those judgments let's just get into that a little bit more because i feel like a lot of people are hanging on to things that have happened in the past or it's hard when you're in the midst of it all, when you're like sitting in the darkness and you're trying to figure out how to move forward and you want to, how does a person begin to release that? Maybe you could, you know, kind of talk a little bit more about that for the person who just hasn't been able to release it yet. Okay, sure, yep. Yeah. Um, from my own experiences, I, I, was, I put myself in a box. And so I held on to that belief that I I was stuck there, that I was just going to believe that way, believe that there was no no going forward. Um, and I was there for a long time. And, you know, those, those negative feelings, the heaviness, it stuck with me for so long and it showed up as depression, anxiety, anger, lashing out, um, pessimism, you know, all these things that, you know, it, it's almost like those parts build that wall. Like you said, we, we, we have a hard time putting them down. So what helped me was taking a look at other things, other people. I started investigating, I guess you could say. I started opening my eyes first to the idea that I could overcome. So opening my eyes to looking at inspirational points. Um, You know, Pinterest was such a huge insight for me. And some people giggle at me, but Pinterest, looking up inspirational quotes, holy man, that was such... That was such a place of resource for me because I was stuck. I was so stuck. I didn't want to move out of that aspect. I wanted to be stuck so long. I had no one to reach out to. Uh, I didn't want to be judged. So I just, I just was in my own little bubble. So reaching out, opening your eyes was the, my eyes was the first thing. 
So once I started reading more, looking, then, then it would go to the next level of those words would enter me and I would say them out loud and I would say them out loud and I started understanding energy and how that played a role. And when I started talking positive out loud, my world started opening up. My view started changing and it took some time, you know, nothing happens overnight. We're not, we're not like a light switch and boom, we're all fixed. But when I started viewing things differently, I started speaking differently. That energy from those words literally healed my heart. And when I say healed my heart, I, I can only explain it in a way where you start to feel lighter. And then when the words started flowing easier every day, I would speak like that morning, noon, and night every day. I just put it into a routine. And when I started doing that, my world, my bubble started releasing. It started opening up. And my depression was lessening. My anxiety was literally gone. You know, my healing was at such a pace of opening up that, that view for me that I would cry. I would cry and cry and cry. But it wasn't crying because I was sad. It was crying because I was knowing that I was healing. Jen, that's just so beautiful. And I have to know, and I'm sure the audience wants to know as well, what kind of words? So when you say that you were saying words that you were, it was releasing and it was causing you or I guess guiding you to a place of inner peace, what kind of words? So give us a little bit more on that. So the words that I, that I, you know, really were, were drawn to, and it's going to be different for everyone, of course, because we're all made differently, but the words that really were capturing my heart and, and releasing that healing was um, the word of uh, letting go. I let go that all that does not serve me. I arise today to be my best self. I align my spirit with my healing. I am at peace with the walk that I'm walking. So those words in there, align, peace, all those ones that, you know, were key in those, in those phrases, those were the kinds of words. And they're not like difficult um, statements. The most clear and pure statements will align your heart and your spirit to understand where and how you keep going forward in your path. So Jan, I have to tell you, I actually, listening to you say those words actually brought me to a place of feeling inner peace. It's like how we speak to ourselves. So would you practice this in the morning? Would you practice it all day? Would you sit down and do it in a meditation style? Like when is the best time for people to practice this healing journey of the words that they're speaking to themselves? You know, um, we're so used to a world of structure and timelines and, you know, um, all these things that we feel or we hear coming from other areas that 
that have to be a certain way. But the way that I've learned from my healing journey and from my traditional ways that I'm being exposed to as a Dakota woman, we are, we are in a place right now, historically, energetically, with our universe, that there is no timeline to practice these words, these phrases, these energy healing um, spaces for ourselves. So for myself, as an example, what I've been doing and what I've practiced the last few years since I've become more aligned in my healing and my peaceful walk is, okay, yeah, in the morning, you know, I'm aligning my peace and my healing for myself today. I am going to walk my walk in the best way I know how for my highest good. First thing in the morning, as soon as your eyes open, before you even sit up, you you praise your, your healing, you praise where you are right now in your path, no matter what's going on. And then, you know, in the shower, showers are perfect time to align yourself. That water is healing. It's naturally healing you already. It's washing away all the stuff that may have kept clung on to you overnight, which sometimes happens energetically. It's washing away everything. And as you're in the shower, you know, thank your, thank the highest part of yourself for standing in your power and standing in your peace, standing in your healing in that moment asking the water to clear everything away so you can be your best self for the day. And then when you're making your lunch in the morning, making your children's lunches even, you know, take that moment again. And there's no structure. There's, you know, I'll sit at a light in traffic and I am there and I am just saying to myself, you know, I am at peace in this moment. And I'm looking around and I'm looking at other people and, you know, I'm experiencing a little bit of what others are feeling because I'm an energy healer. But at the same time, I'm exclaiming that to myself in the most highest good way. I am at peace with myself in this moment. So, you know what? There's no limit. There is no limit. And when we take those boundaries and barriers down, you will find that you're going to say it all day long. And when you come to the nighttime, you are going to feel so good and so like ready for rest. You're going to feel like I, I am going to fall asleep in five minutes. And I'm thankful for that because I am at peace. This is just such a beautiful, I feel like I'm in a meditative state right now listening to you because what I'm, what I'm hearing is that it becomes just a practice. It's like in the morning and throughout your day, it can just become an intentional practice until it just becomes real, I suppose. So it almost becomes that it's not something you have to take action on. It's just going to become you. You are just going to become peaceful. So let's talk a little bit about what you spoke about earlier about forgiveness, because I have recognized in my own life and in coaching many people that a lot of times what holds us back is when we aren't in that place of forgiving and just releasing to allow things to unfold 
for us and to move forward. And I think forgiveness is a big aspect of that. So could you help us with understanding forgiveness? Because it's such a big topic and I feel like people get caught up in things that have happened to them and they just can't let it go. And of course, if you can't let that go, inner peace is going to be much harder to arrive at. So talk a little bit about forgiveness and why it's so important for your overall well-being and peace. Thank you. Yes. You know, we put such a uh, a hard, steadfast label on forgiveness. And, you know, we, we allow our ego to take a hold of that word. And as we go along in our paths, and as I have began to understand, you know, it's forgiveness is something we, we often forget that it's for us. It's for our spirit. Because the longer we hold on to not forgiving, the other emotions take over the anger, the resentment, the frustration. But if we can come to a place of not holding on to forgiveness like it's like it's a shackle, like it it's something of that we are owed, you know, we, nobody nobody takes a look at it as something that is just a word. It is something that, you know, when we talk about forgiveness. I, I have forgiven a, a people, few people in my path, and, and I didn't want to, but I felt that I was making myself more sick, and that person who had done me wrong was not feeling anything, was not going through hardships, was not, because I wanted them to suffer, but I was suffering. I had to learn that... Forgiveness is just something as just as a word. I had to go inside myself to understand that I had to forgive myself for holding on. And I had to forgive myself for all the negative, all the hurt that I was impeding on myself, you know, and to... To give that to God, give it to universe, give it to creator. And, you know, it's it's such a hard thing. It is such a hard thing. And I acknowledge that for everyone, you know. And, you know, and it, I, had it, I had a spiritual experience with forgiveness. And I, maybe I'll share a little bit about that so people can truly maybe feel and understand what I mean. I was holding on so tightly because I was being mistreated by a loved one. And, you know, I held on to that for a few years because I did everything for this person. I did way over and above for this person. And I wasn't getting anything in return. And I felt I was owed an apology. I felt I was owed to, I'm sorry, Jen, and I love you. And that person wasn't in a good place and they weren't ever going to say those things. So I had to let go. And I asked creator and I asked my guides and I asked those people that follow me on my path and help me and protect me. And I asked them to help me to forgive. 
And I went through those moments quite a few times. You know, it doesn't happen right away. But I just kept letting, letting that thought and that needing to have that apology or whatever it is that I wanted, I had to work on it. And I had to keep asking for that spiritual help and the universe. And, you know, it was such a release that happened. I cried and I cried and I cried. And again, it's that feeling of feeling light. And, you know, and it was just, I fell to the ground and, and it was, and it wasn't because I fell to the ground because I was hurting. I fell to the ground because I was being embraced by the healing from Mother Earth, by the healing that I had all along, that I carried that ability to forgive the whole entire time. But it was because of the way I was raised, that I held on, that because the words and, and messages that I had was been raised with and heard in the societal way that I was holding on. And when I came and I rose up from that moment, I was just so happy and I was so thankful. And from that time, whenever I see that person, the love that is, is flowing from me, it allows for me to feel that I am truly taken care of, that I have the ability to, to forgive in no matter what circumstance. It reminds me of that saying that forgiveness sets you free. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened for you. And I think as we journey towards inner peace and feeling good about ourselves, we need to release the turmoil. And a lot of times that can be connected to forgiving. And we all have the power. I think you said something very powerful there that we have the power to release those things. And that it's when you are living in a place of blame or expecting something from someone else that you can't cause to happen, the turmoil is going to live inside of you, not necessarily inside of the other person. So I really love your share there. And I appreciate the fact that you would be so vulnerable to share that with all of us. I think we all go through it and it's powerful to listen to your story. Are you someone who wants to learn to lead yourself and others? If you are, I want to invite you to get my digital course. This is a personal development program you can work at your own pace in the comfort of your own home. My listeners get a discount of $20 off the entire program using discount code PODCAST. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. With your purchase, you will have access to the program forever, so it will bring you value for a lifetime. I believe the best investment anyone will ever make is in themselves. If you agree with me, head on over to corliss.ca to purchase your Lead Your Life course today. I'm already feeling more inner peace myself, and I'm sure that the audience is as well. You've given us so much value already. So let's speak a little bit about confidence, because... I think a lot of times when people aren't being their authentic selves, it's really, you know, difficult to be confident in who they are because they're trying to live up to some sort of facade or expectation of the outside world. So what if somebody is really not very confident and hasn't arrived at that place of inner peace yet? You know, where can they begin to just showing up as their authentic selves? 
You know, that is such a good question. Um, confidence is such a, it's such a dynamic word, I find, because there's different levels of confidence. Uh, and I've gone through, you know, this life with understanding that, you know, uh, confidence is just a humble way of, a humble way of loving yourself, <laughs> so to speak. That's from my own experiences. Um, gaining that confidence to, to speak and be your authentic self can be such a bumpy road. And, you know, you're going to get people who are like um, people who, who know you or, you know, for a long time and they're going to look at you like, well, why are you talking so weird? Or, you know, that's why we, we hold back some of our true words. Um, if you would have asked me years ago, if I would have spoke like this, like even three years, three years ago, if I would have spoke like, like this openly, I would have said, um, probably not a lot to many people, but you know, the confidence that it takes to be your authentic self, there's people that are going to fall away from you. There's people that are going to judge that. And, and you have to understand that that's not something that is belongs to you. That's something that they hold on to. And sometimes that stops our confidence. You know, having those instances where your family might judge you for it, or your lo other loved ones might judge you, people who, who are your, your sidekicks in life, you know, your go-to people. I've lost a lot of people these last few years, and it's not a loss. I don't find it as a loss. I find it as those people were here to teach me something for a little while. And it's, and it's all taught me, all those instances, all those relationships that have come and gone have taught me that the ones who are truly meant to be in my life, the confidence that is there is meant for those who truly are there for me and for myself. Um, <clears throat> confidence sometimes also, you know, we, we are ex expectations. We hold ourselves to expectations of how we should be living our lives. And that withholds our confidence. And, you know, those preconceived ideas of I'm supposed to be this kind of mother. Or I'm supposed to be this kind of wife. Uh, I'm supposed to have everything this certain way in my home. I'm supposed to be this kind of employee or employer. You know, that all withholds confidence. All those things hold us back. You know, and we have to start understanding that we are in a very imperfect life. And I think now is the most important time that in this historical time that nothing in life is perfect. You know, we all make mistakes. We all have stumbles in our lives. We all have, you know, the lack of confidence in different areas but now is the time to like take a look at all those areas and find within yourself how you can work at that and reach out to those people like you, like others who can guide and to, and to rise up that, that important confidence in our lives in a humble way, because we all strive to be to our highest good. We all strive to be the best that we want to be. 
But sometimes that confidence gets in the way as an ego trip. Sometimes that confidence gets in the way as uh, I need to be better than. But that doesn't have to be. Because confidence can be such a positive and powerful word for our inner selves. And we should embrace that. We should embrace that ability to be confident in, in many areas of life. It doesn't only have to be one area of life. You know, being a confident woman to speak your truth, there's lots of people that don't like that, you know, especially, in, again, in this day and age where equality is another thing. But if you can speak your way that you are entitled and not entitled to say, but yeah, you can be entitled to speak that way. I feel like I'm standing in my power right now, you know, and that is a still a humble way of confidence because I'm speaking my truth. And that to everyone is what I had I would wish that everybody could come to. There is so much brilliance in everything that you just shared there. And I think there's a lot of power in all of the different references that you've made here. And one of them, when you started talking in the beginning, you were talking about how confidence is really about loving yourself. And I can honestly say that that one hits home for me because I couldn't really stand confidently in who I was until I was able to release all of the things that weren't and accept that who I am as a human being, imperfections and all, is okay. It's perfectly okay. And when I allowed myself to feel that level of love for, for me, imperfections and all, my confidence grew. And earlier in, in the conversation, you talked a lot about where we come from. And I think when we're born, we are born with this imperfection. We really are. I mean, a baby is born and it's, it's just a bundle of love, right? And that's where that comes from. And then somewhere along the way, things eat at us and, and we develop a belief system that says, you're not this, you're not that. We compare ourselves to other people. We're taught that if you're confident, then you're being egotistical and nobody wants to be that. So you should really be humble. And we just get all mixed up. So what I'm hoping you could talk a little bit more about is for someone who wants to feel confident in who they are, but they also don't want to come across as egotistical to other people because a lot of us are raised to think that that's not okay if you stand in your power. So talk a little bit more about that. Right. You know, one way I overcame that was um, I really had to read about it. You know, I, I looked it up on, honestly, on the net, like I put in, actually, I put in the Google search, how to overcome limiting beliefs, how to be more confident, what ways is confidence a good thing, um, all these types of search searches that I did on it. And, you know, I, and I can't really say specifically what what grabbed me, but what the message that kept coming across was it's a belief system. And, you know, it's something that we, something that we hold on to so strongly that our confidence when it should be celebrated, 
we are becoming harder on ourselves because we don't we don't want that judgment from others to say and it's so rampant even today it's so rampant like i've had other women come to me and say who do you think you are you know and and then it's just to have that understanding that when those people come to you they are coming with an agenda and you don't need to you don't need to be a part of that agenda it's putting up that energetic space of safety for yourself because you are allowed to be safe and you are allowed to be confident you know other people's lack of confidence will come and be at your door knocking and saying hey who do you think you are you don't need to act like that that isn't the way that we are supposed to act and just standing standing there and saying to yourself no this this is okay i am okay I am learning. I am, I am just being here in my space. This is my walk. And you are not living for anybody else. Your confidence is for yourself. Your confidence is for your path, the walk that you're walking, for you to be who you are meant to be in this life, for you to have the understanding that when those people, those negative words that might come at you, those are teaching you to be more strong in your confidence. That's what it's teaching you, essentially. You know, um, and you can do it in a humble way. And I have said to people, I don't mean any harm to anyone. I am walking my own walk. And I ask you to respect my walk. That is all that it takes. And those people that are lacking that confidence, they will fall away like the rain in the drain. That's just so true. And, you know, sometimes when people are speaking, we, we have to ask ourselves, do we really need to take this on as our truth? Because people have their own things that they're dealing with and they're speaking from their own belief system when they're sharing those things with us and not necessarily do we have to make them true they can honestly just, like you say, fall away like the rain. And you're the one that has to know in yourself what your intentions are and to be true to you. And when you rise up and show up that way, then it's always okay because you're doing the best that you can with what you know and who you are as of today. And it's enough. It really is. I think that practice of saying, I am enough and I am at peace with who I am and I love who I am as I become who I want to be. Those are all things that you need to just practice and not only practice them like surfacely, but actually practice them and internalize them to the point that you actually embrace and accept them. And that'll be part of your, your inner peace healing. Right. Exactly. You know, when we think about um, taking those words into in a, in a, as an energy worker, uh, energy um, healer, uh, intuitive healer, I have learned and I'm teaching people when they come and see me and I start talking in this way to them, they, like you have said, they feel so much peace. And I am teaching people that, you know, once you leave my room, once you leave my healing space, you also can take those words with you because they are also yours to share. They are yours to share with your spirit. And lots of times 
We do not take into account how our spirit is affected by the words that are spoken, either quietly or loudly to ourselves. And, you know, I've talked to people that I've worked with in my healing space, that I've worked with in the communities that I go to. And every time I see them again, they always tell me my spirit is feeling so good. Not my body. It's always my spirit that they talk about first. And we have lost that in society. We have lost that, that teaching that, you know, our spirit is always the first. We always thank creator for waking us up every day, our, our God. We always are grateful for our health. We are always grateful for our food on our table. We are always grateful and thankful for our loved ones around us. But we always forget our spirit. That's just so beautiful. I feel mesmerized listening to you. I can feel your peace and I and I am one of those people. It was the reason I invited you to be a guest, that I am one of those people that really enjoys your energy. And I think our world needs healing and it does begin with the human spirit. It starts with us. It's just that calm, relaxed, peaceful acceptance place of self-love to become the authentic you, confident in who you are, and to be able to live and lead with that from that space in ourselves. Yes, thank you, Corliss, for having me. And I and I walk that walk in the most humble way possible. Uh, you know that from being, you know, in the women's empowerment circle on the Facebook and, you know, seeing my Facebook posts and things like that. And, and, you know, when we just acknowledge, acknowledge those little parts of ourselves, you know, and as people, we are so hard on ourselves all the time. And when you can take a step back and, you know, look at yourself as that innocent child that came into this world. When you can look at yourself and see your spirit and how beautiful and humble your spirit is, you know, when you can take the time to understand that your spirit plays such a big role in this path, and it doesn't have to be as a famous celebrity, you know, it doesn't have to be all this, you know, societal things that we expect. When you can look at your spirit and feel the importance, the true humble importance of the role that you play in your, in your life, in others' lives, you know, that that is a humble way to walk and to be. I really love that. You know, one of the other things that um, I've known about you and you've referenced it earlier that I really want the audience to kind of connect with, with as well is that you really appreciate where you come from. So instead of it being this, you know, this past that it's like had all these traumas and hurts that owns you, you feel very proud about your heritage and who you are and, how, and the journey that you've had. 
And it's almost part of your inner peace that I can feel that if we were to all embrace where we've come from is wonderful and to be grateful for where we've come from and embrace those experiences because it's made us who we are today we could perhaps find the authentic peace that you are referencing I, I really love that about you and I really wish that for myself and for everyone in my family and my extended family throughout the world mm, thank you thank you so much you know it's one thing to you know take a look back at your at your at your life and how you were raised as a child and those, all those messages that, you know, you were, you were offered and you, you know, you obviously we take those in because we're innocent and we don't know any other way. And then it's one thing to, to take those into account of, you know, maybe those don't belong to you, some of them anymore. And maybe the traumas that you experienced, you know, were part of what you were supposed to be put on earth here for to overcome to help others heal. And that's what I feel truly guided to do in this life. Because there's many like me, you know, there's so many people, you know, that have experienced, you know, these generational traumas. And we are capable of arising and overcoming and going forward as an entire nation together, you know, everyone together. And to be more cohesive, to be more forgiving, to be more loving, to be more open, to be more as one as we are put here to be, you know, um, my, and I say my traumas, but I, but I also want to identify that they don't belong to me. I know they don't belong to me. I know that those are just things that have come up in my life for me to understand for me to overcome, for me to continue to keep walking, for me to understand that the strength that I carry is, is part of my power. And everybody has that. Everybody has that strength. Everybody has that ability, you know. And for myself, just spreading that message and bringing people together. That's really beautiful. And especially with the pandemic and everything that's been happening. I mean, our world is shifting and we're starting to see very much that what's happening right now perhaps is happening for us. And I think we could even look at what's going on in our own individual lives and see the same thing. It's happened for us, not to us. And, you know, when I reference that I wish that for my family, I almost see us globally as a family. We are we are truly all one in our human spirit. And my heart aches for those people who don't have the access to the tools and the information and the support that I do. And I, I'm sure it does for other people as well. So as an empath, I have a tendency to feel that for my extended family around the world. And I wish I could do something about it. Do you have any insights there, Jen, that could help people who are like me that are really feeling the pain that other people are experiencing? Mm, yes, you know, I myself too have been feeling this immense waves of, of heaviness that have been coming, just feeling that from, from everyone around, you know, not only my community, my, my area that I live, my family, my, exactly, the extended family around the world. What I've been doing, um, Corliss, is in my moments of peace, I set aside a little bit of time and whether it's, you know, walking outside, which is the best, I find, 
um, in my own opinion. But, you know, take some time and we're all energy beings. We all have that ability to share goodness, to share healing. You don't have to be like a certified per se um, in whatever aspect of, of energy healing there is. We all have that ability. So, you know, um, you may not be a certified access bar practitioner. You may not be a certified whatever, whatever, but we do have the ability to share good energy and to share healing. So in those moments of quiet that I specifically set aside time to send love and energy to the world, I do that purposefully. That's one thing I purposely do right now. And I sit in my peace, in my quiet space, and I just I just ask creator to put that beautiful white light of energy, love, peace, healing around the world. And I ask for that gentle light to surround all of us, to bring us to our highest good, to allow us to feel more restful, to allow us to move forward one small moment at a time. I ask in those quiet moments that we can release any heaviness that is coming forth. And I ask that everyone come together. I can feel the white light coming over me and I hope I, I hope the audience can feel it as well. And you're right, that is something that we each have the ability to share collectively to send that healing energy everywhere. So take a moment now, pause in this podcast, and please send that out to everyone that's in your, in your space and in your family, but also to the extended family around the world as the human, as human beings. So Jen, um, I am, I could have this conversation for days, honestly, maybe we'll have you as a guest another day soon. (laughs) And in the, in the meantime, um, I have three closing questions that I ask all of my guests and, um, this is a leadership podcast and it is my belief that everyone has the ability to lead because we all have the ability to set an example and to rise up and show up as the best that we can be. So what I'm wondering here is if you would just share what leadership means to you. Hmm. Wow, leadership means to me bringing people together with love. Leadership is such a humbling word for me. I take that I take that with great humbleness because Leadership can be something that can be a hindrance, but I don't look at it anymore like that. When I leave my ego aside years ago, and somebody told me even the other day, leadership, you are such a good leader. You, you know, your people are going to come to you more and more as a leader. And I always say thank you. I always say you know, I'm put here for that reason, and I take that, I take that on in in a humble spirit. Um, leadership is such a, it is such a humbling thing for me, Corliss. Like, I it sits on my heart. 
it really, really does. It sits nowhere else but on my heart. And, you know, that's how I look at it. And that's how I feel it. And that's how I walk with it. I love it. I love that so much. It's humbling, truly, because it is humbling to have the opportunity to lead. It really is. So if you were to recommend a podcast or a book right now, what would you recommend as a must read for all of our listeners? You know, I always go to um, Eckhart Tolle. I'm so drawn to the way that he speaks about living without ego because I was raised with living with ego, and that's how you lived your life. So when I read Eckhart Tolle, and I always go back to his books when I'm in times of questioning uh, some parts of my path, uh, how I'm leading, how I'm, you know, experiencing things, I always go to Eckhart Tolle, and it brings me peace. It brings me more knowledge every single time. It opens up doors and pathways for understanding, and it opens my spirit. Wonderful. That's spelled E-C-K, right? E-C-K-H-A-R-T. Okay. Yeah. And how do you spell the last name? Uh, T-O-L-L-E. Okay. Awesome. That's just for the listeners. I actually have his book downstairs, or one of his books downstairs. So um, I have a final closing question with uh, one last piece of advice that I'd like to ask you. However, if people want to connect with you, Jen, I want to make sure and give them an opportunity to do that. How can people reach out to you or follow you? Um, Well, uh, there's a few ways that people can reach out and follow. Uh, One of them is I have the Women's Empowerment Sharing Circle on Facebook. They can come on there and join in. I have live chats. I have, you know, inspirational daily messages that are intuitively guided. I have sharing going on there for women. Um, there's my, my, my business is Healing Through Energy, and I have a page on Facebook just as that, Healing Through Energy. And I also have my motivational page on Facebook, and that's through Jennifer Sanderson. Uh, S-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. And um, yeah, anyone can message me on there. And um, those are some of the ways that people can reach out and get a hold of me. Sounds great. So considering all of the highs and all of the lows that you've been through in your life, based on everything we've talked about here, if you want to offer up one last piece of advice, what would you want to leave people with? You know, uh, one piece of advice would be to go within to ask your spirit to lead you. And sometimes it takes a little while. Sometimes, you know, your your mind is so busy that your spirit has a hard time getting through. But keep keep those times of peace and quiet for yourself to ask your spirit to lead you because your spirit will never lead you astray. It will always be there to give you what you need. It'll always be there to offer what your highest good is meant to be. How beautiful and such brilliant advice. Thank you so much, Jen, for being here, for being who you are and for sharing all of your wisdom with us today. Thank you, Corliss. I love you so much. And I thank you so much for having me here. Have a great, beautiful day.
and you as well, my friend. See you soon. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.